Uh, now, Mike Zinkin uh, is a former Oro Valley Town Councilman. Um, and I talked about Steve Bannon in the past, and people didn't want, you know, they want well, to get Steve Bannon out of there. And now he's out, and he's just letting everything fly, which is awesome. Those people will regret it. Uh, Zinkin was a councilman, couldn't say everything, and he's kind of Bannon-like now because he's just letting it all out there. Letting it all out there. And Satish Hiramath, the mayor, what a, dude, that guy, I, he's just a liar. Comes out there saying everything's fine with the golf course. Notice, by the way, the media months ago was the last time it, it covered it, and he wouldn't even talk. And that guy will talk to anybody because he's like a snake oil salesman. He'll talk to anybody, that freaking guy. Uh, and the, the, it's really embarrassing and disgusting. If you're up in Oro Valley, the golf course purchase they did of the uh, the El, El Conquistador, that, that I, and I've, I've heard from people that live in the area that the golf course is just an utter, it, it's disgusting looking too, by the way. They're like, it's just, it's not even in good shape. It's bad. Um, the losses, they bought a golf course. They bought the, uh, the restaurant that wasn't even open when it was privately owned. So it combined with everything, two and a half million dollars in losses, and there's more information uh, Mike Zinkin, you got this straight. Mike Zinkin, by the way, thank you for coming in. Sure thing. Yeah. Uh, you got this straight from the Oro Valley Town website, right? That's correct, yeah. These are town documents. You, you sent me the actual... Right, right. My mother's going to be yeah. real happy you compared me to Steve Bannon, though. You know that. Bannon! 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 Bannon, Bannon. Bannon. <laughs> hey. Bannon like Bannon! Bannon. <laughs> and she should be very happy. <laughs> and you should be happy. Okay. He calls out everybody. Every, just like you are. You All call right. everybody. Let's oh, go. God, look at him. He's so mad. <laughs> See, we don't agree on a lot of stuff. Zinkin and me. No but, way. But on certain things, we do. Yeah, f- fiscal issues were, were, were online. There yeah. you go. There you go. Um, I was waiting for deep dish or, or thin crust. Oh, easy, easy. <laughs> just New York style. It's not thin. It's not deep. It's just perfect. All right. So uh, you sent these, uh, you, you got the, this information. And before we get into the actual details of the financial numbers, and they're out there. They're right there. You said something to me before we started. And not to get in the swamp and the weeds. But apparently at the start of every meeting the council has, right, with the mayor, for the public, they vote. There's like a consent agenda. Yeah, yeah, I vote yes, consent to this. Instead of going item by item, there's like eight things. Yeah, I consent to meet the minutes from last meeting. They're accurate. Yeah, yeah. So all, all these things, there's like eight things that they get to vote on if they're accurate or not. And one of them was the actual financials the end of, of end-of-the-year end financials right. where they can look and be like, oh, man, are you telling me that we lost – $2.5 million for golf, tennis, food, beverage, and non-aquatic center swimming? We should probably talk about that. But they didn't. nobody did that. They just they voted to approve everything that's there and didn't even bring it up for a discussion as to why taxpayers are on the hook of for $2.5 million of losses this year again as well. They might not even just looked at it. You, know? oh just, uh, you don't know where they looked at it or if they even care. And that is the... The reason you have a council and a mayor is to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen. And if there are problems, they're supposed to try to fix it. Or at least question staff, you yeah. know, the experts. Why is this happening? Right. But they, there's no good answer. Uh, they want to keep avoiding it. That's true. So, okay, here we go. Um, let's just start with the actual restaurant, the Overlook Restaurant. It was forecasted, according to the numbers, to make $39,589 during the fiscal year. Correct. It actually lost one hundred fourteen thousand seven hundred ninety-two bucks. Correct. So they were off by I don't know one hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. Right, but you know they'll tell you that we're, it's trending. We're trending in the right direction because the prior fiscal year we lost two hundred fifty-five thousand at the restaurant. So in about fifteen twenty years, maybe they'll break even. So we're but here's here's and then and just that year. Here's the unfortunate thing about the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can probably get the restaurant out of the way right away. 
uh, the the $50,000 golf management study or golf study that the town contracted to see what, what can you do to help us try to make this Yeah, thing? and we had a guy, Aaron Biggers, who could have been great. Well, he he did, yeah, and they and passed they, him up. He was right. the most qualified person there is, one of the most qualified in the country, and he happens to be here in Southern well, Arizona. the National Golf Federation come in and, uh, along with WLB. Okay. What's WLB? It's an engineering firm okay. and, uh, that, does, that does engineering. You okay. Know, uh, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, and in the study, they recommend contract this thing. Get rid of it. I mean... You're, you just said that we lost $114,000, which is true. But you know what? The restaurant. The restaurant. This restaurant doesn't pay rent like another restaurant Oh, yeah. Imagine would. how much more it would lose if it had to do and that. And they don't pay utilities. Yeah. So it's unfair. It's unfair to other restaurants Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you, you throw in rent payments and utility payments that, that a normal private restaurant would have to pay. Those losses are going to be a lot higher than oh, that. God. So if you lose $300,000, over $300,000 in two years, rent-free, utility-free, and you still lose $300,000... You've got to think that maybe this isn't the thing to do. Yeah. However, I know of a of a Oro Valley resident who's an entrepreneur who has sat down with the interim town manager, the finance director, the parks and rec director, and said, I want to lease this thing. I want to lease it. And I want to make improvements to it. An entrepreneur is willing to take over the restaurant. Right. Pay the town. Right. $80,000 a so, year to contract. So you're losing $114,000 this past year. I'll pay you eighty to take it over. Plus, plus, I'm going to give you money to help put the elevator in because I need to get those handicapped ADA people up to my restaurant without going through the loading dock. And I'm going to put balconies on the outside of this restaurant, which as soon as I put them in, it's town property. And they never, it, it, there was one discussion and there was no follow-up. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Why do they not want to give up this this money losing problem of the restaurant. I I don't know. You know, it's been recommended in the study and everything else, uh, and it's we're still we're still hanging and on. Satish, to it. Again, and Satish again, and again, just so you know, and, and we could say it now, right? I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> don't worry about me getting in okay. trouble. <laughs> Mike would tell me when I would say things on the show, or if you would come on when you were a councilman, that they're listening because people from the town, I guess, every day there's like an update of Oro Valley in the like in the media or something like that. And when things are said, it's presented to them. Yeah, I don't see those updates anymore. But but yeah. but they were. So right. whenever yeah. I would talk about it, yeah, you'd t- be like, man, you hit a nerve. Yeah, They're writing yeah, about yeah, it. The yeah, town so manager, you know, the, I'm sorry, not the the ex town manager, Greg yeah. Caden. You know, every once in a while, after something a show like this, there, he would put something out to the council that, you know, the Zinkins putting out false information. Don't worry about it, so forth and so on. But he's gone, and, and well, now you have the police chief. That's the uh, well. I think effective September first, oh, we have a real town a real, manager. Real, real, okay, yeah. there you go. My goodness, this this is just uh, this is pathetic. This is pathetic. All right, so we have that. They won't even actually talk to a guy that wants to take over the the restaurant. Is that guy willing to talk, or he doesn't want to burn bridges or anything like that? Uh, I'll give you I'll give you his name after okay. we get off, and you can give him a call. And say. Okay, okay. Um, and this is Mike Zinkin, by the way, former town councilman in Oro Valley, in studio on KNST AM seven ninety. Um, so okay, th- those are the major losses. Major losses. Now, if you combine those losses. With uh, the, the the rest the, the restaurant, the non aquatic center swimming. So that's what the uh, that's the two pools at the at the community okay. center. That plus tennis and golf. All of those for fiscal year sixteen and seventeen were forecasted to lose one point five three million dollars. Right. They actually lost two point five one million dollars. Right. Which is almost pre- a million dollar miscalculation. Which is pretty much what they lost the la- the previous fiscal year. Because now we have enough history, we can compare one year to another yes. to see how well we're doing. The previous fiscal year, they lost two point five six seven. So, 
How's that trend then? That trend's pretty uh, uh, consistent. Lost, you know, they huh? lost $40,000 less. <laughs> Dude, and again, if, like, again, this is all they want to do is ignore. If you ignore it, it'll go away. People forget about it. Well, but the, there's, no, there's a property tax bill. And they'll market it by saying it's trending upward. It's trending upward. What is that? He, you know, uh, would, would Satish run his dental practice that way? Yeah. Again, he's the mayor, and then everybody else in the council just votes the way he says. A bunch of brainless, uh, brainless uh, mind, mind numb robots. But he really isn't trending upward because if you look at the member dues, mm-hmm. okay, we started the fiscal year in July of sixteen with the members paying uh, sixty five thousand seven hundred seventy dollars. Okay, all right, in July, when the fiscal year ended in June of seventeen, they were down to fifty eight thousand. So they're losing members. They're so losing, losing, the, so the member dues. dues have gone down. Okay, all right. Uh, you look at you look at, at the, the important thing is to look at the community and recreation fund. Yes. That's the fund set aside to set it for everything to do. Okay. Okay. So the community recreation fund um, is going to start the new fiscal year $97,156 in the hole. Mm. Okay? That's after they've taken $1.2 million out of the general fund to start this fund to begin with. A couple years ago after they made this purchase, they said, we're going to take $1.2 million out of the general fund, and we're going to put one hundred twenty grand in every year. We're going to pay back one hundred twenty grand every year for 10 years to pay it back. Right. And what what that $1.2 million will do— We'll cover the original losses to fix stuff up, it's, right? It's a kickstart. The ger- yes. yeah, you know, because after that, sales tax revenues. Yes, because they increase sales tax yeah, in order to cover gonna, this. Pay so they it. thought the one point two million right away would be able to cover some of the losses, and they'd get people playing golf, they'd make money, right? All this other stuff, or at least break even. Turns out they never ever paid the hundred twenty grand back, and when they actually did, they took more money out of the general fund. To the pay first back. Fe- the first year they didn't pay it back. Period. Yeah. The second year, the one that just ended, yes, they paid it back. But by taking it out of the general fund, they took three hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars out of the general fund, so they could put one hundred twenty thousand dollars back say, into Look, it. We paid it back, and they still started the year almost one hundred grand in the in the hole, one hundred thousand dollars in the year. And you look at the trends in fiscal fifteen sixteen, uh, the town operating expenditures. That's town. That's that's the that's the uh, community center itself, the fitness and all that town. Okay. The yeah. thing, the town, the town um, expenditures were seven hundred eighty eight thousand dollars. The fiscal year that just ended, the town expenditures were over a million. So which way are expenditures trending? They're getting bigger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, and, and these people, these same seven people are going out to the community saying, you know, it's not my idea, it's the other people's idea, but we'd like to do something in the Ron So will you please allow us to have a proper We'll get tax? to that. We'll get, we'll get yeah. that in one second. We'll I'm do just that. talking about responsibility. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. We'll do that in one sec. Yeah. Uh, prime months of golf, November through March. Yeah. You got those numbers. Yep. There, yeah. In fiscal year 2015, 2016, they lost $489,000. Right. In fiscal year 16 and 17, they lost $787,000. Right. right. So they're 300 grand worse. That's the wrong way to trend. And that's the good time of year. Yes, to, to actually golf. Right. Now, is there a buzz that people are saying, enough is enough? I've had enough of this crap? Or people uh, not even paying attention? I don't know. Yeah. There, there. I, I think there's two indications. First of all, see what happens in November with that por- Proposition 454 would be an indication, yeah. and then see what happens in November of 18 when four, when you know, when the mayor, the vice mayor, and Councilman Hornet and Councilman Snyder, when they're up for re-election, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that. We have this. These are incredible numbers, by the way. If you are a city council or town council member at Oro Valley, you're more than welcome to call in. 880-KNST. 880-5678. Hi, Satish. I know you're listening. I know somebody called you and told you this was happening. You're more than welcome to call in and say, no, this is wrong. I'm giving you can you tell me when it works for you now or when you just let me know, dude. Um, what Mike said, Prop 454, 
Uh, that is for the first ever property tax. Proposed property tax. Proposed Correct, for yeah. Oral Valleys. Yeah. Never had one. It was one of the big things about living there. Never a property. Now they have to do it, and they claim, we'll talk about it in a second, uh, you get to vote on it if you live in Oral Valley. They claim that it's it's needed because of uh, basically to build more ballparks, but there's something that they're not telling you, and we'll get to that coming up in five. Hang with me. 721. Garrett Lewis with you right here. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. If you push his button, he'll push yours. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 728, we're continuing right now uh, because that's what we do. It's not 10 o'clock yet. We have to continue, right, Mike? Mike uh, t- turn Mike's mic on, if you don't mind. It's on, there you Mike Zinkin, former uh, Oro Valley Town Councilman, in studio right here on KNST AM 790. Um, and again, I'm, I mean, this is just amazing stuff that you're saying. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's frustrating. A guy is literally willing to take over the money-losing restaurant that lost 114 grand last year alone, and the town won't even return his calls, won't even get back to him, won't even... They, they met once. They met once, but they never got back to There was no any follow-up, no. What the hell are they doing up there, man? You know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, you got one councilman saying uh, it was a five-year plan. The mayor's now saying it's a six-year plan. Uh, you got others saying, "Well, it's too soon to tell." You know, we got two and a half years of of of, of evidence. It's not working. It's not, it's not working even trending the right way. No. And even if it were trending the right way, it's not trending the right way incrementally to ever make a profit or even break even. And real quick, the only way they could get rid of this is if they sell it. If somebody wants to buy it, but then they have to go to the voters because Arizona state law says if a town wants to sell something that's over a half million dollars, you got to get approval right. to do it. Right. Now, hopefully, they would just step up and do it. I mean, are people that are well, people the, dumb? And the golf study, the, the recommend the golf study that they they contracted yeah. gives them gives them three options. Okay, you can you can say as you are. You can stay go to eighteen holes, or you can go to twenty seven holes. All the options, including maintaining the Push Ridge nine hole course mm-hmm. and converting it to a par three. 12-hole course called yeah. the Dirty Dozen, okay? To convert Push Ridge was going to cost about $3 million. They, they recommend option B, which is going to 27 holes. That's going to cost $4 million. Jeez. So just to do the conversion that they're recommending is going to cost $7 million. Now, they also say in there, there's a sentence in that statement that says, probably the most economically feasible thing to do is give up golf. But that doesn't come with a cost. It's $3 million to give up golf totally. Because you got to repurpose the greens, you got to get rid of the sand traps, you got to do a little bit of grading to make sure you're not draining the people's backyards and so forth. Three million dollars to give up golf totally, but you know what? You're also giving up. You're giving up management fees. You're giving up employees. You're giving up uh, leasing equipment. You're giving up, you know. And so the two point two million dollars, which is what they had in sales tax revenues this year, the extra half percent was two point one nine nine or something like mm-hmm. that. That'll cover whatever it's going to cost, yeah. to, you know, to keep the, because you've got to make sure you keep the area green, that you don't, that you don't ruin the resale value of people's houses that are adjoining the golf course. But so it could be, become kind of parkland, just green right, grass. But you don't overseed it in the winter, which mm-hmm. is expensive, right? Which is the process that's going on now. If you go, to, go look at the Kenyatta course now, they're starting to reseed it. That's expensive and it takes a lot of water. But you water it in the summer and you cut the grass once a week and you fertilize it as necessary but you've cut down your expenses measurably, and you'll exactly. have a surplus. And that $2.2 million isn't going to cost $2.2 million. No. And your surplus, now you can go back to the community center, that building, and you can improve that building. Fix up, make, make it uh, handicap compliant. You can which ADA not, compliant. You can, How much do you want to bet that if, if there was a building that was privately owned in Oro Valley, they'd crack down on them for not being ADA compliant? 
Well, that's a federal thing, yeah. How do they get away with it, then, not being that way? Well, because the, the, when it was put in, when the building started, there was no ADA compliance requirement. Oh, it was privately owned. Now the town has bought it. There is an ADA compliance rule. But apparently, as long as you are pursuing going ADA... Yeah, they had it in the budget, and they took the money out of the budget right, to put it towards something right, else. Which is another said. thing that's interesting yeah. trend. You know, the, the capital expenditures in uh, year uh, 14 or 15... Where are we here? 14, 15, 16, they promised to do capital capital outlays of uh, something like, uh, let me find it here. Well, they they, they promised that they, they did like 13% of their capital outlays. Yeah, I'm, I'm of what they were supposed to do. Yeah, of okay. what they were supposed to do, yeah. Well, now they have uh, to try to cover some of these costs. They're trying to have uh, people, they're going to have vo- residents there vote on the first ever property tax. Right. Uh, it's Prop 454. If you're up there, you see signs. They're on the road. Uh, Axe the tax, that kind of stuff, if you want to be against it. So they're, they're saying it's $17 million. They say it'll last 20 years. Yeah, but which means it's going to be $28 million. With interest and everything. Right. So, and they say that the whole reason they're doing it, they claim it's to um, bring some new ball fields to Naranja Park. They say that they were approached by a by a sports alliance, mm. okay, of lacrosse and soccer and baseball, and uh, they need fields. We need fields. We're tired of going to Phoenix to play our tournaments and so forth and so on, okay? And so the, the council is saying, and they're right in doing it, hey, it's not my idea, you know? It's up to the citizens. If they want to do this, they can do it. It's up to the citizens to do it, right? Uh, the citizens already turned one down about 10 years ago. Okay, they, uh, it's and, different and, now, though. Yeah, and Greg Caton came out not long after that saying, we we got your drift now. We're, we can do this incrementally. We can do it this year. With with the golf losses we just talked about, they're still putting in two fields. Well, I want to I get yeah. to that. I want to get to that because uh, we got to take a quick break. But I want to talk about, and you could have, by the way, if you have any questions, 880-KNST, 880-5678. No guarantee that we'll be able to answer them. But if you have any questions, not a problem. <laughs> um, I want to find out if they do this. Can they guarantee that money will not go toward offsetting golf course losses? How they'll get around it, if that's possible, and I have ideas. And again, what they're promising people. Okay, we'll get to all that. Mike Zinkin's going to stay with me because he has nothing else to do. <laughs> it's uh, 733. We'll get to more in about uh, 6. Don't you go anywhere. Right now on KNST, here's the latest from Fox. Fox News Radio. I'm Chris Foster. Hurricane Irma's hitting Cuba and the Bahamas with a straight shot up through Florida. Not definite, but looking likely. Governor Rick Scott says he knows evacuation orders are hard on people. I think about my mom and how, how hard it would have been on her to be completely broke with kids and have to evacuate. But you've got to do it. You have to keep your family safe. Florida Highway Patrol is escorting tanker trucks to refill gas stations. There are some mandatory evacuations in Georgia and South Carolina. The credit score company Equifax says three company executives were unaware of a massive security breach just before they sold a bunch of stock. The cyber attack exposed the social security numbers and other information of about 143 million Americans that happened between mid-May and July of this year, but wasn't disclosed to the public until yesterday. Fox's Tanya J. Powers in New York. Fox News. We report. You decide. Hurricane Harvey relief. And some other stuff. I'm Kevin Conklin, KNST News. Hurricane Harvey relief fund bills are moving through Capitol Hill pretty quick, but not without being connected to a three-month extension of government funding 
and an extension on raising the federal debt ceiling. Southern Arizona Congressman Raul Grijalva says it was all necessary to bring relief to those impacted in Texas. This is the federal government doing what it has to do for its people. It was a humanitarian and necessary first installment. Grijalva says this week's House and Senate votes provide just one of three installments that will be needed to cover the projected total cost of Hurricane Harvey, which is estimated to be more than $150 billion. Tucson Fire Chief Jim Critchley is receiving a pretty big honor. The Tucson Fire Department announced yesterday afternoon that Critchley had been inducted into the Arizona Fire Service Hall of Fame. Critchley has worked with Tucson Fire since 1988. He was named chief in 2011. The Miranda Unified school bus driver who dropped off students near a flooded wash is resigning. The driver dropped two Miranda High School students off at a non-designated stop last month. The two had to cross the street. One was knocked over by the water and suffered a head injury. The U.S. Senate is unanimously approving a resolution honoring a Pearl Harbor hero who was never formally recognized for his heroism. Arizona Senator Jeff Flake was the chief sponsor of the resolution. On the Senate floor, Flake said bosun's mate Joe George was on the USS Vestal, a repair ship moored very close to the USS Arizona, when the Japanese attacked. George spotted six sailors trapped in the control tower of the sinking Arizona. Upon seeing these men, Joe threw a heaving line between the Vestal and the Arizona. Suspended 40 feet in the air, the six sailors climbed 70 feet hand over hand across the rope to safety. The Navy refused to recognize Joe George because he defied orders to save the men. He passed away in 1996. Ted Houston, KNST News. I'm Kevin Conklin, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. This report is brought to you by Lace Grace and Gears 2017 Motorcycle Rally. From the Dunkin' Donuts Traffic Center, traffic runs on Dunkin'. Watch for slowing for a traffic hazard reported Valencia east of 12th Avenue. There are no delays to report on I-19 inbound. ADOT cameras are showing an easy drive past Drexel all the way inbound to Ajo. And no delays I-10 inbound. That's your traffic. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Freedom, adventure, fun. Lace, Grace, and Gears Rally September 28th through October 1st in Bandera, Texas. Lady motorcyclists are gathering from all over the U.S. to enjoy a weekend geared toward women and break a world record. Benefits, Krause Treatment Center for Abused Girls. Learn more at lacegracegears.com. There is a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. If your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes or retiring without a sound income plan. Listen to KNST AM 790, Saturdays at 2 p.m to Financially Tuned with Bill Altman and Bruce Moore of the Premier Advisory Group to get your financial future in tune. Call Bill and Bruce at 800-534-9570 or online at paradvisor.com. Hey, a business with no sign is a sign of no business. Hi, I'm Anton, a proud veteran and owner of Innovative Signs. We offer the lowest price electrical signs in Tucson. We are proud and excited to announce that we have financing available. We also have a wide range of graphics, printing, and service capabilities. Find us on the web at iSignsAZ.com. That's iSignsAZ.com. Your local Tucson Banner Headquarters, Innovative Signs. Buy local, buy Tucson, buy Innovative Signs. Hi, it's Chris from Sausage Deli here with my boy Luke. What's up, peeps? Try our Italian grinder. At over a pound and a half, you're covered. Wash it down with one of our draft beers. Have you heard? We have fries. Try some. All you sports enthusiasts, we have four HD TVs in the house. Sausage Deli, still in the corner of First and Grant. A few years ago, my wife and I went shopping for amazing quality luxury bedding we could actually afford. And what did we find? Nothing. Hi, I'm Scott Tannen. 
Missy and I started Bull and Branch because we want you to be able to afford the best betting in the world. By cutting out the middlemen and only selling online at bullandbranch.com, our award-winning sheets cost less than half of designer brands and are twice the quality. Every set is crafted from 100% organic cotton. They get softer and softer over time. That's why we have thousands of five-star reviews, and even three U.S. presidents have Bull and Branch sheets. There's no risk. Try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a full refund. Go to bullandbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping when you use promo code SLEEP. That's $50 off plus free shipping right now at bullandbranch.com. Promo code SLEEP. bullandbranch.com spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code SLEEP. Our sold out 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. September 22nd and 23rd at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Let's go! Keep listening to win a penthouse at Aria Sky Suites. And a $10,000 gift card courtesy of our marquee partner, Capital One. Looking for more fun at the iHeartRadio Music Festival? Then download Voice Bite. The new app lets you use your voice to win prizes, interact with personalities, and share your festival experience. Stop typing and start talking. Download the Voice Bite app now. This report is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. KOLD News 13 now. First alert weather on KNST. Scattered strong storms should develop this afternoon and into the evening hours here across southern Arizona. But due to the clouds and higher humidity, daytime highs will top out in the middle 90s later this afternoon. Expect a few showers and storms to continue overnight and into early Saturday morning with lows dropping down to 72 degrees. I'm meteorologist Kira Miner for KOLD News 13. Hey everybody, I'm Eric Church, asking you to join me in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS through the T.J. Martell Foundation. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatments and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn about music's promise for a cure. He doesn't need to take a selfie because he thinks about himself all the damn time. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 741, we finally made it. It's Friday. Uh, We live in an area that has no hurricanes or tornadoes. Yet local leaders don't take advantage of that. Anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, it looks like it's a Category 4 now, but it's very close to Category 5. Hurricane Irma uh, should be in Florida, unfortunately, tomorrow. It looks like it's like the size of the state. It's going to like hit everything in the state of Florida and then go up to Georgia and there are parts of Georgia that are being evacuated in the Carolinas. It's, it's insane what's going on. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, Oro Valley golf losses are insane. And it's not just the golf. It's the town-owned restaurant that came with it um, and it, it, the tennis. $2.5-plus million, over $2.5 million in losses just came out for the end of the fiscal year. $2.5 million in losses. The restaurant itself lost 114000 They thought it would make thirty nine. Somebody wanted to actually take over the restaurant, pay the town eighty grand a year to do it, and the town never contacted them again. Unbelievable. These people in Oro Valley need to be held accountable. Third thing I think you need to know, we'll get to this in about uh, 30 minutes, a little less than 30. Uh, major fraud in DAC applications. A guy that was an investigator for the USCIS, Citizenship and Immigration Services for the country. They processed the DAC applications, said there was huge amounts of fraud, but they were all told to overlook them. Uh, about 50% of the applications, it's a lot, inaccuracies. We'll find out what those inaccuracies were. I mean, you can, we don't even know who these people are. Three things I think you need to know. So one fellow swoop amnesty is bullcrap. Bullcrap. Why isn't this being talked about even more? All right, let's uh, get back to 
Back to you, Mike Zinkin, former city, uh, former town uh, councilman. You know, is it cool? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We have a whole new way to put stuff up on the uh, the website. I, I think I'm gonna copy and paste your email. Is that okay? That's fine because that has all the yeah, information there, yeah. and it's all coming from the Oro Valley I, website. I think that the attachments are there too. Yeah, the I know. Town documents. I know. Yeah, you but you too. boil them down very easily. But yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll have one of the web geeks do that because that's what they do. Because they can't host a talk show, so that's that's the trade off right there. I could put the YouTube videos up, but I just can't do. It's all changed now. It's that, that, that's inside baseball. So uh, Prop 454 up in Oro Valley is uh, going to be a vote in November, um, and it can be mail-in ballot ex- as, as soon as, I think, in October. I think October 17th, yeah. mail ballots go out. Uh, it's going to be for the first-ever property tax increase in Oro Valley. But here's the problem, okay? They want to increase your tax, make a property tax, $17 bucks, And they claim it's going to build, uh, what is it? I have it in front, ballparks. It's all in Naranja Park, right? right. Uh, they say it's going to... Um, uh, da, 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 da. uh, here we go. Yes, um, three multi-sport fields, a four-field baseball softball complex, lighting, restrooms, shade structures, uh, earthwork, mass grading, utility systems, parking lots, buildings, all that stuff. Right, landscape irradiation, uh, playground, all that stuff. Uh, it sounds beautiful. Uh, but the reason they need to do this property tax, tell me if I'm wrong here, Mike, is because they're losing money hand over fist, um, with the golf course. They need to do the property tax if they're going to put all this stuff in at once. And why, okay, so okay. all at once. Could they do it over a... They're doing it now. Because that's the thing. Right now, it's already in the budget to put in two ball fields. Right. right? You go to Naranja now, you'll see the bulldozers. Okay. They're putting in two new lit multi-use fields. So are they trying to do this to make it seem like they're doing great things for the community to kind of have people overlook the horrendous golf course purchase? I, losing? I, I mean, why else would you do it all at once? They're doing it because this this sports alliance people came up to them and say, we want to do this. And the town said, well, the only way we can do this all at once is through a property tax measure. We can do it incrementally, you know. Wait, you know, it's it's going to take time. Uh, two fields at a time is not a problem. But you know what? We also have fields at Wilson and at Copper Creek and at, um, what's the other school in town, Uh Desert Sky and so forth. Okay. Painted Sky. Painted Sky. So, we, ha- we have never yeah. gone to the anti-school district and tried to enter into an intergovernmental agreement saying, look, let us use your fields and we'll help, pay- we'll pay for them, right? We'll use these fields. Other cities and towns use, they use do the it. school yeah, fields. Yeah, I grew up in, 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 when I grew up on Long Island, we played Little League all over fields that were on school properties. They've never, they've never thought outside the box to do that. Right. Um, can these fields be built? Not all at once, obviously. But over time, without having to do a property tax? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's enough, even though they're losing major money, uh, there's still enough generated in Oro Valley to where they can do this over. Right. Tax-shared revenue, sales yes. tax revenues, utility they, tax revenues. They can do that over, I mean, what, a 10-year period? An I don't know what period, the period so would be, but it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, so it, without having to raise taxes or in, in, uh, having people have the first property tax uh, on them. I mean, so Oro Valley was founded on the tenant of no property tax. That was one of Jim Cree's promises to the people when he was getting going out and getting petitions signed so they could incorporate that we wouldn't have a property tax. Mayor Hiremath, two state-of-the-town addresses. Lower math. Huh? math. <laughs> two, two state-of-the-town addresses talked about how there's no property tax, how the vision of Oro Valley is not having a property tax. Okay? Now, he'll tell you right now, and, I, and Mayor, if I'm putting words in your mouth, I apologize. You can call in, 880 not, I'm not saying I want a property tax. It's up to you to decide if you want a property tax. So that's the word that we're trying to get out is, you want a property tax? It's only going to cost you $4.50 a month, a latte, right? But Pima County is raising your property tax. Yep, yeah, they are. Pima College is raising your property tax. 
Pima, Pima County Library District is raising up. How many lattes a week are you going to give away before you say, I'm done, you know, I, I need my latte? Yep. Right? Now, you don't have a choice on those property taxes. They're raising those without you, you know, Board of Supervisors mm-hmm. doing that. You do have a choice on this latte. Up in Oro Valley. Right. Um, so they're going to have a meeting, apparently, September 13th. Right. Uh, town of Oro Valley, they're going to have that. Uh, it's going to be at the Town Hall Council Chambers off of La Cunada. Now, the town can't be for, they can't say... They can't advocate one way or the other. All they, they can do is education. Right, right. So, so people pe- can go there and ask, can, 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 can we, would, if somebody went up there and said, could we build all this, not right away, without having to do a property tax, could they say, well, we don't know that? That's what, what people they- need to do. The people need to go there and ask those questions. Okay. And who's going to be there answering the questions? It says executive I staff. Don't yeah. You know, is I that imagine, town council members or is no, it just no, no, it's staff, government that, employees, probably parks and rec director, uh, uh, the planning and zoning administrator, okay. uh, town manager? And know. what should people do if they don't want this? Should they, fl- I mean, is it going to matter if they flood the inbox and call the the council members? And they're going to do it. They're just they don't only do what Satish tells them. Uh, I don't know. They have to get, you know, it's obviously Satish and I have a different relationship than John, John Q public. Yes. All right. So when I, when I send him an email, sometimes he answers, most of the time he answers me. I don't know what he does with the general public. I know when I was on council, there was very rarely a time that I didn't answer an email. And mm-hmm. there was times when there were agenda items that created a hundred emails. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, some of them were boilerplate, but at least I gave a response. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the latest that's going on in Oro Valley. Uh, so they could build this stuff because people are going to say, Man, there's more kids now and families up in Oro Valley, and we need places to well, play. That's and blah, the, blah, blah, the, blah, one, blah, of the, one of the arguments is the demographics have changed, and the demographics have not changed. We have this, The percentage of people under 18 are the same percentage as they were 10 years ago, the same as the people over 65. There's just more of them. Okay? But when's the last time the town did something for the senior citizens? They haven't done a thing for the senior citizens. That's because they, the senior citizens drive with their blinkers on. <laughs> and we need to stop that. But the senior citizens vote. Yeah, they do. The kids under 18 don't vote. Well, they're not supposed to. Yeah. They're what not they do, supposed they, to. They do in Chicago and, and Long what Island. Do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do for the uh, the senior citizens? Uh, it's up to this, you know, I don't know. You they know, already have very, uh, very... ball courts. They have, I don't know, they you know, have I don't very low get, speed limits to begin with. I don't want to I don't want to get stereotypical, but, you know, bocce ball courts, pickleball courts, uh, you know, that we have all kinds. We just, we bought 31 tennis courts. When we when we purchase yeah. this property, have any of them been converted to pickleball? They don't have the money to do it. They're losing two and a half million a year. This is disgusting. What's going on up there? So, oh, cool. Listen, it's going to be great. They're, we're going to make the uh, Oro Valley Council uh, uh, emails because they're going to let everybody know that we talked. And again, listen, I'm I'm being totally honest. If we're giving out misinformation, even though it's coming from the numbers straight off the Oro Valley Town website about the, how much money they lose every single year, if we're doing something wrong, you let us know. Any of the council members, Satish. Whatever you want, you just let us know. Okay, uh, Mike, thank you for coming in. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and I'll I'll get one of the web geeks to put this up after the show up at knst.com. We'll put it out there on KNST's Facebook page and mine as well. Uh, have a great uh, great weekend, Mike. Thank you very much. Thank Keep you. us up to speed on everything, you dude. You got it. That's Thanks. awesome. All right. 7.15. Mike, Mike right now is single-handedly uh, ruining the stereotype of retired people don't do anything. Because he has the time to actually be a... Uh, a gonad buster to the which is good, which is what we need. Seven fifty. Well, I couldn't say ball bust. That'd be bad. So I, I know, said I gonad. Know. Okay. KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk.